When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hi. Hello, everyone. Don McDonald over here. Tom Cock over there. Everything's working. Really happy. So glad. Just technology. We love it when it works, don't we? We do love it when it works. It's pretty amazing. I I was thinking about it today. I went uh, to get, because I'm going on vacation right after the show. Literally right after the show, we're getting to the car and going. Yeah, the car, I can hear the car out there running right running now. Right. Well, for you can't hear the car running because it's a hybrid. So it goes. Oh, okay. Mine, mine, mine's a Honda hybrid. And so when it idles on the electric, it does it this. It goes, oh. I know. It's weird. It's I've like a choir. It. Sitting in the right seat. I know. It's beautiful. It's so weird. Anyway, yeah. I went to the gas station and I love the ExxonMobil app because I hate putting my credit card in pumps because it's always getting stolen. You know, they have the skimmers. And the Exxon Mobil app yeah. allows you to just pick the pump you're on oh. and directly pay for Wait, it. Exxon Mobil, the prices are a little high there, dude. Well, it's the same as it was the same as the racetrack across the street. So it's not the same as Costco, which is okay. Right down yeah, the road. I could spend more money driving to Costco on you don't gasoline. Have a Costco near you? No, Why would you move to a place that like didn't have a Costco? Twenty minutes away. Oh my, that's an outrage. You need to, you well, need to demand you from in, your city council people. You live fix in Costco land. You, you, you live in Costco land. <laughs> Costco land is every, they're like, no, 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 no. Are you kidding? So. I, when I was, when I was in Abingdon, we were, that's, I think that's one of the things that, that, uh, was the, 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 the break point for Debbie. The breaking point was the nearest Costco was in Charlotte, two and a half hours away. Oh. Yeah, what do you do for toilet paper? I mean, like, ah, I got no TP. Well, because Costco's you two and a half hours it, away. You're you buy messed it, up. You buy it in smaller quantities at the grocery store? Or Excuse Target? Me? Walmart? What? I don't know. That's crazy. Insanity. Welcome to the show. Don here, Tom there. 855-935-8255 is the way you get yeah, here. Yeah, call now. Get in here now, right now. Get well, going for the hour. Okay. Click. Okay. Whatever he said. Listen to him. Call us. Finally. 855-935-TALK. <laughs> Um, I read this great piece. It was a study that was recently done by uh, the, oh, it's a bunch of big, big universities. I love university studies because they put a lot of work into them. This study was done by a professor at Stanford Law, a research fellow at NYU School of Law, and a professor at NYU School of Law, another one, and a former commissioner of the Securities and Exchange Commission. They looked at 1.2 million financial advisors in the United States, uh, FINRA, that's the ones who are stockbrokers and advisors, the SEC, Mm. which are the true, supposedly, the fiduciary side of the advisor business, the National Futures Association, yeah, right, and the state insurance regulator database advisors, give me a break. So when you say looked at, did they like look at my picture? Or no, they studied them. They, they studied what they were. What ah, they, okay. they were looking for their job history from 2010 to 2020. 
their job history, like where they where they worked. worked. And they found that about 34 percent or no, I'm sorry, that 400,000 left the FINRA broker check system. These were the stockbrokers, the uh, or investor registers. They're out of the business. No, they exited Fenra's broker check system. Ah, they and moved. they went one. They went well, one of several places. Thirty-four percent moved to another regulator, like just the SEC. They became fee-only advisors. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was the most common path. However, fifty thousand of that four hundred thousand left the brokerage industry where they, by the way, could probably sell insurance and just went into the insurance industry. Why did they just go into the insurance industry? Well, maybe it's because the insurance industry regulates really badly because they found that while only 4.6, only 4, shouldn't even be this, 4.6% of FINRA brokers have serious misconduct histories, about 5%, serious misconduct. One out of 20. Mm-hmm. Of of those who left FINRA and went into insurance, it was over 16% who had serious violations. Almost one out of five. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it, that compares to 5.8 who left FINRA and went to SEC oversight, who became fee-only advisors. So uh, what this tells you several things. One, can we can we pick where that we send them next? By the way, <laughs> yeah, I wish. It tells you several things. It tells you that yeah. there are an awful lot because most brokers don't even get caught doing the bad stuff because it's not bad enough to get caught. It's just sort of sort of bad. And then to be in the serious misconduct category, five percent in that category probably means ten percent because a lot are getting away with it. That's probably true. By the way, yeah, and yet. Those who go into insurance are much worse, much worse. And this is why we say over and over again, do not buy investment products from anyone who is an insurance agent, period. Don't do it. Don't ever do it. They may, they may be telling the truth about something, but more times than not, they're probably not. Tom and Don are talking real money. Set your course for a great future with a free copy of our 60-page Better Retirement Guidebook at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guide to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. One of the biggest reasons we suggest that you avoid these annuity salespeople, which is what they are, because if you're just an insurance agent, the only kind of product you can sell is an annuity. Even variable annuities require a FINRA license. So you can sell fixed annuities or equity indexed or fixed indexed annuities, which, the by the way, the SEC actually wanted to regulate as securities, and the industry fought it tooth and nail because they want to have the ability to, t- to, to twist the truth, to... It's not even twist. It's generally what I see is they leave things out. They don't. T- they tell you this, by the way, in the honeymoon that this is going to be great, right? I make mm-hmm. a lot of money. I live in a nice place. Blah blah. What they don't tell you is I'm into alcohol. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, it's no, the that's honeymoon. not it. Yeah. They, they, okay. I mean, alcohol is a bad one, but I mean, in other words, they don't. They're not clear. And uh, we we talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago, right, where we got actually somebody out of an annuity because the 
person that sold it to her was not transparent at all about the, what the product. So the company that the, the the actually the underwriting company said, "We'll give you your money back." Well, Shock. and and there's a guy in the Seattle area who's who's uh, advertising a thirty five percent bonus, oh, like you're going to get God a thirty five percent return. But yeah, th- this is not. It's so misleading because that thirty five percent, and it's in the Allianz two 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 fixed indexed annuity, which you know I we know do product. not like yeah. fixed indexed mm. annuities. That bonus is only to what is called your protected income value or PIV, which explain what that means. It That's does the not. Thing. It it's does not, not, not you increase no. your no. account value. It's only the amount that you might get at the end. If to draw on to draw on later when, when you're, you're taking annuities. income from mm-hmm. a, and under a lifetime annuity. In fact, here's a direct quote from from a from a firm who was looking at this. It says the PIV boost can't be withdrawn in a lump sum. It is only there to calculate your income payments when you decide to take your lifetime income. And when you go to the website and look at it, it's so misleading. It sounds like you're just getting uh, walking in the door, get 35%. That is not true. And here's it's, the problem. Oh. The insurance and, and the insurance industry in America should be totally ashamed of itself. But the insurance, nobody should be more ashamed of themselves than the insurance commissioners and, and insurance commissions around this country because they let insurance brokers, insurance salespeople get away with almost Almost lying. I mean, so close to lying. Well, I'll say half truths and be kind. Yeah, so. be kind. I said not, not, not blatant lying, but lying by omission, which we, I there. think we should count as lying, don't you? Um, or they kind of have the, uh, the, uh, the Alex Jones definition of lying. Oh, please well, don't, don't even not a, bring it's him It's not up. a lie if awful. I believe it to be true. Please. I love the way the judgment. Ugh, it's you not just a took lo- the show from a nine out of ten to about a three when you bring that. Uh, I'm in, just so. the stuff they tell you. You just if they are only mm. an insurance agent, you need to run like crazy. Yeah, okay, it, but start what? before we go to the calls. The bottom line is, why are you there in the first place? Because why there's somebody you, you met at church. You're getting investment advice from somebody who's in the insurance business. Get insurance from them if you have to have insurance, but don't get help on financial planning or investing. That's not what they do. They claim it's what they do. Yeah, well, it's not. As a matter of fact, we looked at this one advisor who was claiming these 35% returns, and he uh, claims, he, he can claim he's a, a yeah. fiduciary advisor because he is a tiny fraction of the time. But you see, we do things like we look a little deeper. We pulled up his, mm. his ADV part two, and he only, his firm only manages about $11 million. And Which is not very much money, just for those of you who don't know. No, it might sound like a lot, but no, pretty no, small. It's not yeah. much at all. As a matter of fact, it I, I it's not enough to pay the rent on the office. No, not that he's Bellevue, in. Washington. It's not no enough way. to pay the rent no. on his office. There's no way he can make enough money off that ten million. So you know he's selling something else to make money. Mm-hmm. And turns out what he's selling is the Allianz two 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 indexed annuity. And run making a humongous a amount humongous of money. On those. Of, yeah. The the commissions on those things run about eight percent. Oh, but, but he doesn't get it. Remember, the company gets it. Yeah. No, no, the company pays. It. I don't get that one. You I don't. don't get you that as one. a client don't pay it. Uh, the company pays it. One. Yeah. All right. Eight five five nine three five talk is our number. Patrick, it is your turn. Welcome to the show. 
Hey, how are you today? Good, Patrick. How are you? Good. Well, unfortunately or unfortunately, it sounds like my question kind of lines up with something you've been discussing. Uh, years ago, I was very young, 25, um, purchased a universal life policy. I don't know if I can mention the name of the company or not. It's sure. We, we have this thing yeah. called the First Amendment. Go ahead. Farmers. Farmers. And okay, when I, I purchased it, it had, yeah, it had various um, features to it that they no longer have. At the time, it was paying in some of these funds 12%. Of course, mm-hmm. this was the mid-80s when everything was paying. Everything well. was paying 12%. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Fast forward to where we're at today. It has a, a fund within it that mm-hmm. is called a deposit fund. Mm-hmm. And if you put an extra, let's say, $25 a month into this fund over the course of time, it'll accrue a certain amount of money, and it's the way I understand it, it's more like a savings fund. Mm-hmm. It has a guaranteed rate of 4.5%. And it is currently paying me 4.5%. I've recently come into an inheritance. And in this particular market that we're in right now, I really don't know where to put some of this money. Uh, was wondering, is that a good place to park it? And earn, let's say, four thousand five hundred for every hundred thousand I put in. Well, versus the, the expression <laughs> "park it." Well, generally, "park it" has a temporary suggestion to it. Yeah. In other words, I'm going to put the money in until blank happens. No one knows what blank is going to happen. Um, and is this money the inheritance that you're going to need in the next, I don't know, five years, ten years, some period of time? Well. No. Fortunately, I have invested in index funds and have done this for several years. I've been fortunate enough to have a good job that paid me a significant amount of money. Um, I'm probably into $4.5 million, and I'm getting ready to retire, and I really don't need um, to put it into stocks. And I didn't really want to put it in a stock market that's going down and was thinking that okay, oh now well, wait a minute oh yeah 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 hold on we're, we need to talk we need to chat a little bit about a couple of things one universal life is very misleading in the fact that uh they they promise a lot and well i want to talk about some of the downside and then we'll talk about stocks Tom and Don are talking real money a second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. 855-935-8255. That's the number to get your questions answered about money things, financial things including insurance things, like this thing, which we're talking about with Patrick, who had an old universal life policy with uh, Farmers Insurance, which is a good, reputable company, particularly great great for property and casualty. Fine for property and casualty. And they're not the best for life. We just don't like, no, it's not even that. It's just we don't like these products because the insurance industry is selling investment products. And I want to talk first about that 4.5. 
guaranteed. Who guarantees it? Patrick? Well, and that's that's one of the issues. Um, uh, when the stock market went down in 2007, they can up my rates every five years. And mind you, I'm paying a small amount of $150 mm-hmm. for a $75,000 policy. It, that was a lot of money back then. Um, so it's not a lot of money, but they upped it and then told me that they were upping because they had to cover the cost. So in essence, when you really look, you know, boil it down, I'm the one who's guaranteeing it. But well, on the side of the coin, if I were to put more money in there, that would make more money come out of their pocket. They're, they're not going to raise my insurance rates that high. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying is let's say uh, the economy Something is in bad shambles yeah. at some point in the future. And, uh, you know, the stock market falls and doesn't recover, which is not likely to happen. But we'll just, you know, argue that. Uh, who, who guarantees that you get your money back from the insurance company? Farmers insurance would be the guarantee on that. That's the problem. There have been very big, and very, very, very well-funded insurance companies that have gone broke and they fall back on the, ins- the state insurance pools. And there have been cases, uh, executive life is one of the most famous where people, it took 20 years for them to get their money back. Then there's the issue of if you put money into this policy and you want to get it out this year, next year, the year after, you're going to pay them a surrender charge. And that was, I was trying to get to that. In other words, I'm not understanding why you want to put more money into a policy like this when the four you already half. said, but you already said, this isn't money I'm going to use in my life, et cetera, et cetera. So again, we do. And, and, and that brings me to the point number two around the market. The stock market, the global market is down a little over 10% year to date. I do not consider that cataclysmic. I consider that very normal. This is what is expected. Number two, if you're going to be a stock market investor, and it sounds like you have, you know that as well. And number three, if this is not money you're going to use, I'd rather see you put it all in, you know, a globally diversified exchange traded fund that costs almost nothing and gets eight or ten percent a year, way more Has than the, the four potential and a half. to get eight. Correct. Thank you. It's no guarantee, of course. So I get that. But but the thing but, is, is an insurance company's guarantee is not a full faith and credit of the United States government guarantee, which is the difference between the two and a half you can probably get on government or CD almost, paper. Almost three. Two, almost well, three. Yeah, okay. 30 years. Yeah. Okay. The, the difference yeah. is the guarantee and and the fact that farmers and all the other insurance companies, not to pick on them, they all have to go out now and invest that money to get a rate far higher than 4.5%. So what do they have to do to make a profit on your money if they're paying you 4.5%? They have to take a lot of risk. They can't make magic money. So this I is, understand all that. I this, guess my well, question would be, um, what should I look at with them? I mean, their credit rating, their standard and poor's just went from oh, it's very high plus to a minus. Yeah, so was Enron's. Not saying, not saying. There's any, any, any or AIG by the way. Oh so. yeah, you know AIG. <laughs> AIG was the biggest insurance company. Yes writing these kind of policies, and in 2008, if they weren't bailed out by the U.S. government, you would have seen massive losses in, in, in annuity and, and life products. 
Again, but but even we, before we even get to that, I mean, my as we head into the break here, my suggestion would be to consider why you even want to throw more money at that. If again, this is long term money you're not going to use, and you're a market investor, I just put in a long term market investment. Oh, actually, I would build a portfolio that was appropriate for your risk tolerance. It sounds like you have low risk tolerance, so very little stock. Tom but and Don are talking real money. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our little get-together called Talking Real Money, the radio show on Saturdays from noon to 2 in Seattle on Northwest News Radio, and then it becomes a podcast the next week. And you can call us at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255, and Margaret is next. Hi, Margaret. Welcome to the program. Hi. I have a question, and it's continuing on the theme that we've been talking about here about insurance products. Um, my insurance agent has recommended to me that I convert a Fidelity 401k to a variable annuity. And I what can't for the life of me figure idea. out why that would be. I was wondering, I can't figure what? out why that would benefit me in any regard. It wouldn't benefit you in any way, shape, manner, or form, but it will benefit your insurance agent in many ways. Okay. All one right. of the well, dumbest, one of the dumbest things... Sure. One of the worst products you can put into a qualified retirement account is any kind of an annuity. Because and let's explain why. Why? Good, why is that? Yes, explain why. Well, I I'll mean, because why, well, well, part one is you already you you have tax deferral already in your Fidelity four hundred one k. You're paying for tax deferral in the variable annuity product. You're, there's absolutely no reason. To do that, that's one. I'll give you an example. You could keep, you could, you could, if you wanted to, convert your Fidelity 401k, maybe you didn't have enough choices, to a Fidelity IRA and get into an array of mutual funds that would have expense ratios, total costs to you of right around one tenth of one percent. Yeah, it's about right. Get great yep. diversification using ETFs. Your variable annuity will Typically, variable annuities typically have expenses associated with them, the fund expenses, the mortality expenses, the policy expenses, that average around 3% per year. There's such a difference there that I can't even do the percentage. It's thousands of percent higher. <laughs> 0. 0.10 to 3. That's Yeah. Somebody smarter than me will have to do that, but that's one. I mean, part two is, again... Do you need an annuity? Is always no, my other question. No, you don't need an annuity. No, why would no, you need an annuity? No, but I'm saying, do you need? But let's just assume that do you need a fixed income source of some kind. No, she said it was a variable. Oh, it was a very okay. That's right. So it's not even a fixed. Okay, so yeah, yeah. no, there's just it's great yeah. for great for the agent, bad for the you. The agent will take home a commission somewhere in the five to seven percent range, and you will pay for it. <laughs> that's pretty much how it works. So, Margaret. Just say no, even if this is a friend. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. 
Thanks for calling before. She called we before. That's smart. Usually oh. get them after. I mean, we don't get a lot of those anymore. It seems more people are rolled into the, you know. Uh, indexed. Fixed in indexed yeah. annuities. Index annuity. That's the sexier product yeah. today. Where variable annuity, that was 20 years ago. I don't That was that so anymore. old. That, that's so yeah, old school. That's, that's so 20 yeah. years ago. Oh, Margaret, I'm so glad you called. I really am. Yeah. I really am. Because... It, and the problem is, see, here's why insurance agents pitch those. Because if they're just insurance licensed, if they're not a broker, or if they're not SEC licensed, they're really limited on what they can sell. They don't have a lot of options. Now, some of them are licensed to sell mutual funds, and this person may very well be. But when you sell somebody mutual funds, and you're, you have to kind of give them the breakpoints you're supposed to. And so your commission could go down on those, those annuities. Commissions don't have to be disclosed. And that's their favorite part of all. They love not disclosing commissions. Why? The only way to find out is to go to the, uh, the, the declaration page and see what the commission is. I mean, see what the surrender charge right, is. Right. Right. They never, that's no, it. nowhere do insurance policies have to disclose the commission. You, have to figure it out for yourself. And you'll never know exactly unless they tell you the truth, which they never do. I cannot remember ever in, see, 30, 35 years. Can't remember. Cannot, How many years? Cannot remember any person yeah. ever calling me. And I used to do call-in shows six days a week. I cannot remember. I used to do them like four hours, five hours a day, six days a crazy. week. Crazy. Yeah. I cannot yeah. remember a person ever calling me and saying, you know, I asked my insurance company, my insurance agent how much they make on this variable annuity or whatever it was, and they told me the exact truth. Never, never happened. Not that I'm aware of. Has it ever happened to any of you? Give us a call, 855-935-8255. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Great calls today. We love yeah. your calls mm. at 855-935-TALK. I'm Don McDonald, Tom Cox over there in the Museum of Modern Military Aircraft. And you, if you want to know more about the Museum of Modern Military Aircraft, uh, check us out. Did you on, put up a website? On YouTube. I'm thinking about oh. it. I'm thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Check us out on YouTube because we do occasionally have a wonderful tour there. Of the Museum of oh, Modern God Military sakes. Aircraft. You want you want, I know you want to do that. You are just pining <laughs> to do that to make to see if I, I know every plane in here, which yeah. I do, by the way. But, no, All I know you do. It's not that I want okay. to throw you. It's just uh, that I think that people, when they watch the videos, they go, "Why are there airplanes hanging?" And over you know, Tom's the plane head? I do not have in here that I saw yesterday, by the way, was the FA eighteen. That's a plane, dude. I was at, I was at the Museum of Flight, and all six of the angels took off at the same time. Wow, there's a that's more noise than Don McDonald on Saturdays. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're doing the show by yourself next week. That's it. That's, that's it. Done. It's if I decided it. I'm okay. done with you. Like, I'm done. The I'm noise done. was... All right. But I bet this other guy will be on my side because he's got a great name. Don, Don? welcome to Talking Real Money. <laughs> Hi, Don. guys. Uh, Hi, Don. Hey. 
Welcome back, John. Thank you. Welcome back. Going away yeah. again. Um, anyway, I uh, I called about this a while back, uh, a couple of months ago. Same issue. It's your favorite pet peeve, Don. It, it's dealing with annuities. Um, and the question I really had, it, are there just about all annuities you would discourage people from ever purchasing? Um, and the reason I ask is my scenario is, uh, as I called before, um, I was offered from a fidelity fiduciary here in the Seattle area um, to cash out my pension, take the lump sum instead of the monthly annuity that I get at Boeing where uh, mm-hmm. I work, um, uh, take the take the lump sum instead of the monthly annuity and um, convert that to a, an annuity that he was uh, offering. Now, he wasn't trying to push it on me, so I asked him what kind of an annuity it was. He mm-hmm. said it was an insurance annuity. They um, all are. I asked him. It's still a contract with an insurance company, but what kind of annuity? Yeah, what kind? (sighs) Well, that's all he said. Um, Me thinks I I smell a non-100% fiduciary. He can't be a fiduciary and sell you an annuity. He can. He can. He can put you in a no-load annuity, but he cannot sell you an annuity and be a 100% fiduciary. No way, because there's fair enough. What what does this annuity? What was it going to do for you, Don? What was the benefit? Um, it was going to pay about five hundred more than my monthly annuity uh, from a Boeing pension that I would be getting. So that maybe was it was an immediate annuity. About it. Um, it was USAA. Um, I, he just said it was an insurance annuity. I said, well, what kind of yeah. kickback would you get from this? And what kind of a kickback? Get, yeah. I kickback, I love it. He said, what? What was his answer? He said he didn't know? 700 or $800. And he, 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 he you know, in all fairness to him, though, he wasn't, you know, trying to shove it on me. You know, he just. Mm, that might have been his sales ass. technique. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. Um, but yeah. I, I just, I guess the question I have is, um, if it's a fixed annuity or an in, indexed annuity, you're pretty much against all annuities. No, that, that, no, well, no, there's no. one. There's we one we are, like. you, you qualified it properly, and we are opposed to most annuities, but there are very specific exceptions to that rule. I would say the one that we could be supportive of is an immediate annuity where you put the money in and then you immediately start getting income from that at a very low interest rate, by the way. Today, it's I'd have to go look at the products, but I bet it's 3% or something like that. So you're getting some of your money. Well, USAA's, you USAA's fixed annuity rate yeah, fixed, right now, much, but, that's, that's, their, that's what they're paying. If you, How old are you, Don? 66. Are you taking the pension from Boeing already? No, no, I haven't retired yet. You haven't retired yet. Okay. So, I, so what what you would probably have initially would be a fixed annuity that you would then annuitize when it, and it becomes an immediate annuity. So right now, what according to USAA itself, 
their annuity is paying 3.8%. Okay. That would be the only product that we could see our way to being supportive of you using. After that, it just they they they're not good products. They are hard to get your money. All now, the reasons on, we talk about in the program. Done, done, done. How much money would you be transferring over to this guy? Because I can run the numbers right here really fast. Um, I think it would be seven hundred and thirty-nine thousand. Seven thirty-nine. And uh, let's see here. Um, and let's say we go. Is it just? Yeah. It's, uh, let me just do like single life. Uh, me. And when would you start collecting it? Um, say beginning of next year. Cool. Perfect. And single life, or are you going to have somebody else that benefits from this if anything happens to you? No, it just, it's single life. Perfect. This makes it no, so no, easy. No, no. And you're male, and you're in Washington, and let's see what comes up. Um, you will... Okay, that is really wrong. <laughs> that number is totally wrong. Hold on, I gotta, I got to do it again. But the reality is... It, it would shock me that you would make more than Boeing, but you might. You might. They they might promise you a better payout. Well, no, wait initially. a minute. More than, if you, than Boeing's if you leave it in there. If he left it in and took the pension. If he gets pension. the payout, yeah. well, he's not going to get an increase there. That number is set for the next That's 30 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what, right. what, the, what the agent is saying is that he um, – oh, here, I hit the wrong number. That's my problem. Is that he can get more money go, going from this annuity. What, what do you mean by more money? I that guess he could get question. more money a month. You know, over time, I would expect that that would be true. But there's risk to that, right? Especially single life. If if something happens to Don soon, then that will not turn out well. Number two, it's not going to grow much. It's not going to well. It's not whereas grow at all. the annuity, the 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 payout from Boeing isn't going to grow at all. So there's trade offs. Again, it wouldn't be the way I would go unless I just said. That's the amount of money I can live on the rest of my life, and it'll work out that yeah, way. Yeah, the monthly the payout from so. 739 would be about 4400 a month from the USAA annuity. That's about what it would be. So um, if that's a better deal, for it might be a better deal for you. Thanks for the call. Tom and Don are talking real money. Set your course for a great future with a free copy of our 60-page Better Retirement Guidebook at vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. And if you need a little more advice, for example, in, in Don's case, if you just wanted somebody to look over the advice you've been given by somebody else and you want a fiduciary's opinion on it, We'll do that at our firm, and the one thing you won't get is a high-pressure sales pitch. Well, one thing, two things. You won't get charged in anything either. Of course, if you want to hire us to manage your money for for a long time, yeah, we're going to charge you for that because that's how we make a living. But we help anybody who asks for free. All you have to do is go to vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. 
hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?